0: fake it. Fake it. Fake it till you make it. Fake it until to your award-winning podcast. <laughs> and then what? <laughs> you keep faking And then it. what do you do? <laughs> Who watches the Watchmen? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Things You Get Wrong, your general trivia podcast with a healthy dose of internet and media things. I'm Ryan Bott.
1: I'm Richard Miller.
0: I'm Stuart Hopkins.
2: And yeah. do you... <laughs> so, for anybody who's played mario party 10 uh would know what this is right and every time that you like win a mini game or whatever Wait, and you're playing it sorry, did it just come out no that's it, the superstars one.
0: Oh, okay got it or,
2: yeah that's like a compilation they removed a lot of elements from more modern mario parties which i'm not a big fan of modern mario parties but my son likes it right. and uh if you like win something you can get an extra three coins per minigame, if you high five at the end by like timing it and shaking your Joy-Con at the same time, and it's like ready <laughs> go. And then you all jump, you, know, you jump up and high five or whatever, and it gives you more coins. But we clap at the beginning of every recording to synchronize our audio. And it feels like that virtual high the five, like thing. we just yeah, we just won a minigame and now we're like going into it.
0: I mean, to be honest, it has nothing to do with the synchronization. It's all to do with just the communal high five before the show.
2: I mean, if that's what it is, like that makes me happy, and I'm okay with that, and I'm very thankful for that. I mean, it all as we have t- purpose,
1: discussed but... many times on the show. We're big fans of high fives here.
0: <laughs> Seriously, dude is addicted to high five.
2: I'm addicted. It's a problem. My, <laughs> I have a friend who consistently, consistently makes fun of me, and every time I see him, he will just sporadically hold up his hand and then like wait for it and see how long it takes and it's normally not even like 20 seconds before i'm like yeah like all right cool
0: just like swat (laughs) bugs out of the air you're just like didn't even get fully up in the air and you're like bam bam got it got that one this is a good one (laughs) i was thinking you mentioned mario party and i it's a game like i enjoy playing but i've never purchased because i just don't no, like I, it never feels huh. appropriate to purchase. <laughs> I mean, I get it. You know, it's
2: like, the, the, well, I can tell you this, anything after like four isn't really super great. I don't know about all stars. It seems to be pretty good. That's the newest one. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not something it's a party game. It's not something you play by yourself. So if that's not your style of video gaming, then like,
0: oh, that's don't. the big problem
2: well like i don't know like part the party video game is different like it's in the same yeah. sense that it's like mario kart and even super smash bros to some extent you know it's like these are good party games right like you get a couple yeah, people yeah. around you couch co-op right like you can play the, the game while drinking and it might get more fun you know but it's like it's not serious enough to to really be anything
0: yeah i guess mario Kart is always just like it's it's just so light That it's almost like, you know, you play it once and then that's you're you're done with it. At least and I mean, not that Mario Kart isn't the same thing, but at least that feels like it has more replay ability. I
1: I like Mario Party ones. I played one. I can't remember. Maybe it was just one or two when it was way back on the Wii.
2: Oh, that wouldn't be one or two. Yeah, Yeah, that would be like six or seven. I think it'd be (laughs) seven. One, two and three were the N64. That,
1: I, I will fully admit that this was not a my Wii. This was on a friend's.
0: Okay, <laughs> I mean that didn't make. And the I was numbers taking some but, guessing here, but yeah. it was really good. <laughs> yeah. No, they are a lot of fun. I wish we could like. I, I still want a game. I, I want us to just host things that get wrong, but it be like in a virtual thing.
2: Oh my gosh! I mean, well, let's just. I. Let's all just get an Oculus Rift, and we'll set up some sort of like you know VR chat private server room or whatever and there we go we can just have everybody in and
0: i guess (laughs) that's what i'm asking for
2: yeah (laughs) we could totally do it i mean you could even just play it on steam you don't even have to have the headset just the headset would make it that much funnier full motion control and stuff
0: everyone join our second life channel oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) i remember (laughs) when my when that came out
2: and my brother was like oh my god you guys have to see that like he was much older than me right like he's showing He's showing mm-hmm. us, like, look at this. You can just, like, hop on a motorcycle that somebody else left there, man. Like, it's crazy.
0: <laughs> you can do that now, but just with more consequences.
1: Right. <laughs> it's a question of not can, but should.
0: Should. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can, you can rob this store, and you can steal all these things, like, technically. Right. But you should.
1: I do have a... One small requirement for us doing, like, a video game or, you know, virtual night, it's that everyone has to be perfectly fine with, while well, the mission, if there is one, is going on, I'm off in the corner with my character picking plans.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's kind
0: of what I Rachel do. Rachel does not main quest
2: games. <laughs> oh, dude, I don't either. I'm not, a, I'm not that kind of person.
0: I'm also, nearly Rachel 100 does- hours
1: into Witcher. And I haven't finished the first leg of the main
0: quest. (laughs) Also, Rachel does not side quest games. She just runs around and picks flowers and then eventually runs into dragons and is like, Welp, here I am to die. (laughs) I mean, I
2: I think there's something to be said of that. Because, like, dude, when Breath of the Wild came out and Miyamoto tested it, he just climbed trees for, like, two hours and, like, do you want to play this game? And he's like, I am. (laughs) So... Yeah, I, you know what? I think there's something to be said about that. I think Rachel just knows how to find the joy that she wants in a video game. That's
0: a good. Just thing.
1: going outside, picking plants.
0: Because <laughs> you can't do that IRL right now. <laughs> Same thing as in real life. She's like, I just go wander around doing absolutely nothing, and then oh, hey, a dragon! Here a dragon. I am to die. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or here I am. I'm a level twelve witcher. And I just am easily killing level 22 things because I'm so overpowered but can't get enough XP to level up because I won't main quest.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Can you high five in Witcher? I think you can pet a dog.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can pet a dog.
0: Same same thing.
1: You can also catch wild horses.
0: That's cool. That's cool. Like with a net?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you jump on them and you ride them.
0: Oh. So they catch you.
1: <laughs> is, right? I have a really important question for that. Oh my gosh. Very, very important question. What are your views on horseback riding in general? Is this you the horse capturing you and kidnapping you? No. Or is it us riding
2: a horse? No, if you jump and land on them, they've caught you. Like, the, the horse caught you. Like... You didn't catch that. Well, I just
1: want to know about your view, both of your L- views, about why if you jump in on and ride a wild horse, it's caught you. Because I if- generally assume that in the wild, if you are on top of something and making it do what you want it to, you've caught it. But so- if you
2: jump onto something and land on it, the thing caught you. Like, that's... <laughs>
0: <laughs> so if an ant is... If you're at a park and a little ant crawls on top of your leg... Does the ant control you? No. You control the ant. Same thing with but the, horses.
1: But the difference is when you do it with a wild horse. <laughs> it's in called physics, In the video Rachel. game Witcher, you can actually control oh, what no. it does. It gives you the option.
0: Rachel, the Witcher is fictional. We're talking about real I know. life.
1: I know. We were talking about video <laughs> games.
0: No, That's but so in real hair. life.
1: <laughs> I mean, anyway. how do we not know it? know that the ant is controlling us maybe the ant was like hey it's gonna take me forever to walk over here if i crawl on this guy they're going to flick me and it will get me much further away than as i needed to be i'm just trying to hitchhike to california
2: (laughs) yeah this is so weird anyways
0: with that said it's a good time to roll into the fact that this is the 80th ever episode (laughs) 80 episodes and we have zero eight almost try again <laughs> close there
1: those are the, those are the numbers that go into
0: it yes <laughs> oh my gosh who who controls who in these moments the horse <laughs> the, math. the math
1: the math controls us
0: all uh-huh. and we have six questions for the three of us to answer and earn points and buy for <laughs> six rounds six rounds of four questions Six rounds of four questions. Double complete rainbow. I don't know. Math. It's very late. We don't know we where this. we live on the, on the horse-ant continuity <laughs> spectrum vocal. of the world.
2: <laughs> some days you're the horse, some days you're the ant.
0: <laughs> some days you're just caught in between. <laughs> <laughs> That's the capture part. But either way, we'll start, as always, with Stu. Thank you. Gosh, I don't know how you could top
2: that, but my round is called "Not All That Shines Is Goldfish." Uh, pretty self-explanatory round here. It's rounds about
0: goldfish. That's what it's gonna be. I had no idea what the topic was. It's like pretty self-explanatory. And I was like, you would, you would be surprised.
2: Uh, yes, um, it's goldfish trivia. That's that's what that's what it is. Question number one. Goldfish and platypi share an interesting trait. Both of them are lacking what typical organ? Rachel? Rachel.
1: I'm not quite sure the correct name for this. Is it the swim bladder?
2: It's not the swim bladder, no. Ryan.
0: Ryan. A brain? (laughs) No, it's not a brain. I thought they only have a three-second memory. (laughs) Rachel.
2: A soul. God, it's the soul is not an I'm organ. Sorry.
0: Actual answer. Yes, is actual it a, answer. Ryan, is it a heart? It's not a heart.
2: No. I guess that would be all the guesses. Uh, so we're just gonna move on. Are they It is, gills? A, it is a stomach. No. They How actually do they not die. They they still have intestines. They still have a digestive tract, but. Their food just goes right into their intestines to get absorbed. They don't have a stomach to actually, like, break things down and, and everything. It just goes right in. <laughs>
0: huh.
2: Apparently, egg-laying mammals, so platypi and echidna, don't have stomachs. Like, whatever gene that let mammals lay eggs oh. also was like, you don't get a stomach anymore. That's gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's the trade-off. <laughs> Jesus. So weird. One or the other. Yeah, definitely a weird one. It was too interesting not to include. Yeah. Question number two. What color are a goldfish's scales? Rachel. Rachel. Clear. That's correct. What? Oh, my gosh. Nice work. Yes, it's actually the skin underneath that gives it pigment. Uh, it's the same as a polar bear's fur, right? To where it's hollow and transparent. Um, Which, you know, is why it looks the way it does. But oh my gosh, I can't believe you knew that.
1: I was thinking about it and I was just thinking about all the different colors goldfish can actually come in. Nice.
2: Well done. Hmm. Way to see through the trick. Two points to Rachel. I've already forgotten. It's been (laughs) 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 Question uh, number three. What U.S. president was known for keeping quite a few goldfish as
0: pets? a history question
2: it's definitely a tougher one but
0: i mean we could just start at the bottom and work our way up well i mean i don't think washington was keeping goldfish as pets
2: necessarily so it's got to be a little bit more modern but
1: rachel
0: rachel taft
2: it's not taft no
0: was it jimmy carter
2: it was not carter no this is i i don't have a good hint for this i couldn't tie anything in to like actually make this like a, a thing <laughs> carter seems like a happy-go-lucky guy yeah right <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's any way that i can give a hint for this one i'm sorry that it's a little bit more of a difficult one it's the only president to have served in two non-consecutive terms
0: oh uh this is one of those you know, I should know I guess if, just because of that.
2: Yeah, that's okay. Um, if you're familiar with the Presidential Pet Museum, uh, that would be why you, you would know about this, <laughs> this fact. Is it, is it Hayes? No, it's not. No. It's not Hayes.
1: I don't have a guess.
2: I, it is Grover Cleveland. Cleveland. Huh. Yes.
0: I was going to say Wilson and have it be one of his 14 points was collect goldfish. <laughs>
1: I love that. <laughs> Peace. Cooperation. Communication.
0: What was my last point? Protection of people. <laughs> goldfish. Goldfish. <laughs> End the war. For God's sakes, get a fish. Get a goldfish.
2: <laughs> no points on that one. Uh, last question of the round. We're going to have everybody guess, and it'll be whoever's closer. Okay. Pepperidge Farm released goldfish crackers in what year? Okay. And
0: we'll start with Ryan. Just a stab in the dark, but I said 1972.
1: Okay. And Rachel? I kind of feel bad for guessing this now. This is 1974.
2: No, that's okay. It actually goes to Ryan. It was 1962. Hey. Nice job, Ryan. Deck it off. Nice. Two points for Ryan.
0: created the goldfish chew. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Sorry.
2: 1962. I just I, there was too many things to to not have on the list that were interesting about it.
0: So, no, I'm with you.
2: That's uh, that's the end of not all that shines is goldfish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, I have uh, Rachel with two, myself with two, Stu technically just holding down the fort. Feed the But now fish. a nice little aquarium with a goldfish. Yeah, it's lovely and, in here. It's, and uh, Rachel, it is your turn.
1: So. Uh, I have a round called raw. raw. It is. We're talking about raw foods, foods that are served raw, foods oh. that come in and are available raw to be
2: eaten. Goldfish. Okay. <laughs> no. Oh, I mean, crackers. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. My <laughs> <laughs> first thought is like, you're a monster. Oh, no! like, <laughs> that's only, <laughs> only you can only do that with turtles. Like, you know, like feed goldfish to turtles. They oh don't my gosh. Remember?
0: <laughs> They've already forgotten. Okay.
1: <laughs> Question number one Give me this other name for raw, unprocessed sugar, aka sugar which has gone through only only one pressing and is therefore rougher and darker.
2: St- no. Um, Stu? Go ahead, Stu. All I can think of is sugar in the raw. <laughs> like- <laughs>
1: So, that is actually a brand. Yes. Right under the label, it says what kind it is. Right, go ahead.
0: Granulated sugar?
1: No, that is actually generally associated with more processed sugar.
0: Oh. Ungranulated?
1: (laughs) That's a block.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's
1: like a salt. Any other guesses?
0: brown sugar Sugar cubes
1: ryan that is just another form of sugar i
0: know i know (laughs) Stu,
1: um you are a little bit closer this is turbinado
2: oh Hmm. oh my gosh i should have actually known that oh my gosh
1: so when you have um like the brand sugar in the raw it like comes angled on the box and right next to it says turbinado sugar yeah Basically, the more pressings the sugar goes through, the, le- the less color it has, and also the smaller the granules get.
2: Hmm. Gotcha. Hmm.
1: Okay. <laughs> Question number two. This national dish of Peru is characterized by raw seafood marinated with citrus juice.
2: Ryan. This is not fair. Go Ryan
0: got this immediately last time, too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Go ahead, Ryan. Ceviche yeah this is like one of my favorite (laughs) trivia questions and yes i know i have asked something similar in the past i don't know why it's one of my favorite trivia questions i like to come back to oh (laughs) good i don't know i like the word (laughs) i like the word ceviche (laughs) ceviche um okay two points (laughs) to ryan there question number three this italian dry cured ham can be eaten directly and it can be eaten in other dishes, such as with cheese, crackers, in, in or on bruschetta, or cooked into other meals, like pasta. Right. Okay, I heard you both at the same time, so um, get your answers ready. And Stu, you can go ahead, go first. A prosciutto? Right.
0: Pros- prosciutto prosciutto oh my god yeah. <laughs> that's okay i well, almost said prosecco
1: <laughs> i was going to ask Stu if you said bruschetta because i said it yeah okay
2: no it's fine i will no, give he, you one he point got it. there he, give, it's fine okay I'll, okay
1: i'll give you guys both full points you know what i have been a mean score taker it's... in the past full points to both of you on that one well thanks okay Question number four. Named after the U.S. Steel Center, this beef dish is characterized by charred edges and outside and complete raw inside from the heat of the steel smelters on top of which they were cooked.
2: Hmm. That just sounds terrible. <laughs> like, I don't want to eat that.
0: Um, steel Center. I mean... I mean Ryan? Go it's, ahead, Ryan. I mean, it's not right, but the only raw beef that I know of is like beef tartare.
1: That is not correct. This you is said is more it's, straightforward.
2: Sorry, did you, you say the steel capital of America? Yeah. Isn't that Gary, Indiana?
1: <laughs> okay, I should have said the former steel capital. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs>
2: So I was like, I don't know what like a Gary Burger. Like I have no idea what this is, but like, sure,
0: no one's around to taste it anymore. Right?
2: Sounds as bad as it tastes.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry to any listeners from Gary, Indiana,
2: if we there haven't. are none. I, I I don't know, man.
1: <laughs> okay, um, this is known very clearly, and you're gonna kind of kick yourselves after it. This is called Pittsburgh beef.
0: I really? have never heard of that. Yeah, I've never yeah, so heard of this either. It, and my entire was, family um, so is in
1: Pittsburgh. <laughs> it's actually supposed to be very good, but it's that... Um, I don't know who decided to come up with this, but when they had all the steel mills, where they melt and the steel is so hot that if you cook beef on top of it, the outside will literally char before any heat reaches the inside of it.
2: Huh. huh.
1: And so... Apparently it's very good, and I'm actually kind of intrigued by it. Sounds I mean, like one of those names
0: yeah. they just give to the worst cut of beef that they turned into a special. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know, but yeah, it's very special. That's why uh, the steel references.
2: It actually makes sense though, because the like any bacteria that's harmful on beef is on the outside. It's like everything inside is actually okay to eat, which is why you can eat beef raw, uh, or at least like super rare and stuff. Right? Is actually just because of that. So like, I mean. Technically, it would be cooked properly. Like, you wouldn't have to worry about that. Yeah.
1: I think that's, that's another good reason, you know. I like to order mine on the rare occasion blue in a restaurant. Whoa. Which is the step before rare.
0: Whoa. Which I know. Fre- freshly shorned off the cow itself. Oh, gosh.
1: Preferably still kind of alive.
0: Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. That brings it to my round. Uh, Before then, the scores are uh, Stu and Rachel both at two points, one foot out of the fort, and myself with six, but going into my round, lots of points to give out, because this is good old-fashioned general trivia, where we'll do this uh, geek bracket style, so I have six Clues and you both will go back and forth. Uh, we'll do four questions and I will post these six categories into the chat for you to choose from. Rachel, we'll start with you first. So the categories are inventive know how, movie characters, city living, board games, animals, and the long con. Rachel, I do you choose
1: want the long con because I want to know how much you know. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, the <laughs> long con. The question uh, for for both of you is: What does the con in conman stand for?
2: Oh, this isn't fair. Oh my gosh!
0: What does the con in conman stand for? Rachel. Rachel.
1: Conniving?
0: Not conniving. Conographer. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's the professional title
0: the, yes that's the professional title of a con man <laughs> right the academic study of con this is like a, an old-timey name that you know became con man but what does the con and con man stand for oh my gosh any guess i
2: i'm gonna i feel like i'm gonna know it i got nothing though
0: All right. Well, clearly neither of you have much of it, which is probably a good thing. So you're not con people, but the con stands for confidence. The whole thing was like you were like, (laughs) I don't have any of that, you know, giving a rise to somebody. You eventually like, you know, turn them for a con uh, because you're a confidence man. Interesting. I did not know that then. Yeah. So all right, no points there. Uh, Stu, what is your round? Uh, I want to go with inventive know-how. All right, inventive know-how. Question is, the Wizard of Menlo Park is in reference to which American inventor? Stu. Stu. Tesla. Uh, no. Oh, my gosh.
1: (laughs) Whoops. I'm just going to take this moment to talk about really great times for your mind to go blank.
2: (laughs) Oh my God! I'm ready whenever, oh,
0: the whenever Wizard I'm is allowed because to.
1: Because I can't think of a human name in existence.
0: <laughs> Sweet. The Wizard of Menlo Park is in reference to which American inventor? Uh, Stu, Stu, go ahead. It's Thomas Edison. You're bound to get it right eventually.
2: Yeah. Well, my problem is because the first time I ever heard that reference was in the epic rap battle of es- Edison versus <laughs> Tesla, and I forgot which one said the Wizard of Menlo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's why. The Wizard of Menlo Park, Thomas Edison. Uh, one point to stew there. All right, the rounds remaining are movie characters, city living, board games, and animals. Rachel, where do you want to go?
1: Um, city living.
0: City living. All right. What popular tourist destination actually resides in the unincorporated town of Paradise? What popular tourist destination? Actually resides in the unincorporated town of Paradise. Rachel. Rachel.
1: Okay, I always get them confused. I believe it's Disney World in Florida.
0: No. Hmm. I like I like the thought process, but not quite. Stu. No, I don't. I, I thought I had something. It's no. Could Can you repeat it one more, more time? Any more
1: specific?
0: Uh, let me repeat it first. So, what popular tourist destination actually resides in the unincorporated town of Paradise?
2: The unincorporated town of Paradise.
0: I I got nothing. It I need to
2: totally get
1: makes sense that Paradise would be unincorporated, <laughs> probably uninhabited.
2: Just like Gary, uh, Indiana. <laughs> <all> right, <what>? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that is Paradise. Who knows? I believe that's Gary,
1: Indiana That's where you'll find paradise. <laughs> but don't tell them we told you.
0: Yeah. All right. What popular tourist destination uh, city actually sits within or beyond the uh, typical city limits and actually resides in the unincorporated town of paradise?
2: It doesn't help. I was able to discern that from the, from the first
0: hint. Stu. Stu. Statue of Liberty. <laughs> Not Statue of Liberty.
1: I I haven't gotten any closer.
0: Alright. Uh I mean, good thoughts on tourist destinations, but uh this is like an actual city, but it the city markers themselves don't necessarily sit within its own city limits um this is the city or the site rather of las vegas
2: i actually freaking that was my first thought and i was like no las vegas is its own town darn it i
0: oh my gosh i should have just guessed it (laughs) so technically resides in the unincorporated town of paradise
2: so is las vegas its own town then is las vegas nevada like a valid address or is it
0: yeah well according to what i'm seeing here tech, there's i mean it is a little bit of a technicality but it says as with most major metropolitan areas like i think there is a oh, las vegas okay, city it. but where the strip is and where the things that you know las vegas to be sit with beyond those city limits got it got it got it got it
2: yeah so. man i i actually knew that and i was like para- <laughs> paradise nevada like that's where it right. is. Like I, oh my gosh, I should
0: have just gone for it. <laughs> and you're like, that's where the Statue of Liberty is. <laughs> <laughs> there is a miniature version of that, it. You buy it at the gift shop. <laughs> that's true. Stu technically wasn't wrong by any stretch. <laughs> just completely by every stretch. Just by enough. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, right. Stu is uh, your pick for the last category. Uh, I want to go with board games. Okay, board games. Uh, This is going to be a closest two, so you're both going to put in a number. Uh, How many faces would you find on each side of the board game Guess Who? So on your plate or on your tablet with all the flip faces, how many faces would you find on each side of the Guess Who board? Uh, Rachel?
1: I've never played this game, but I've seen a whole bunch of pictures of it. Um, so, like 36.
0: Okay, Stu?
2: On each individual set, right? right? Like, like wow. on
0: your side, how many faces are there? Yeah.
2: Okay, 48.
0: Okay. Uh, Rachel is actually closest. It is 24. It is a Whoa. 48 total on both sides oh. collectively, but there are 20 or 24 unique faces. Nice. So two points to Rachel there. And uh, yeah, that is the end of my general trivia round. So going Woo! into halftime, scores are Stu with three, Rachel with four, myself with six. And uh, we will go back to Stu.
2: Perfect. So my round is called Geometrical Geography. It is a, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> my two least favorite things, uh, geometry and geography. Combined into one. But I swear it's actually interesting, uh, and very, very little to do with, with uh, ge- geometry. So question number one: when looking at a map, what two states are the most square in shape? Rachel Brian. Rachel.:
1: Wyoming and Colorado.
2: That's correct. Well done. Arizona's a close, uh, close one runner-up, but that's. Colorado and Wyoming, while they are not actually square in shape at all uh, due to the curvature of the earth and many other things uh, on a map, <laughs> it is probably the closest thing to a square state that we have. Two points for Rachel.
1: In mentality, too.
2: <laughs> very square.
1: I say this as somebody from Colorado.
2: <laughs> Question number two. Uh, basalt is a unique rock that can form like a hexagon given the right conditions. The Giant's Causeway is an amazingly unique shoreline located in what country? Rachel? Rachel. Ireland. That is correct. Nice. It's a shoreline that is filled with pillars of hexagonal basalt uh, that is absolutely gorgeous and out of this world.
0: Hmm. I've
1: always wanted to see it.
0: Me too. It's in Ireland. It's not out of this world. Well, it's not out. (laughs) It might as well be. It's in Ireland.
2: Nice. Two points to
0: Richard. No. We could be there before the sun comes up.
1: (laughs) There's a whole host of considerations there, Ryan. Yeah. I
2: I mean, yes. Depends on which way you go and what time you leave. You could technically be there. You could leave when the sun's down and get there when the sun's down, depending on how you do it (laughs) and from where. (laughs) Question number three The earth being mostly spherical in shape with some rough edges. How many miles is it around the equator? The closest one will win. So we'll just have both of you give a number of the closest wins.
0: And we'll start with
2: miles. Yes, I should have specified. How many miles is the Earth uh, around the equator? And we'll start with Rachel whenever
0: you are ready. (laughs) (laughs)
1: 10,682.5.
0: And Ryan. Uh, 19,000 miles. Okay.
2: It is, goes to Ryan. It is 24,901 oh. miles. Got to get that extra, uh, extra mile in That's there extra for all your one. steps. That's right. Two points to Ryan there. Question number four and the last question of my round. Whirlpools are a rather unique spiral shape within nature. Dash cone dash whatever shape that they are, <laughs> right? Uh, they form when two different currents impose on each other, and they're normally seen at the end of streams when they cross paths or reach the ocean. But at a larger scale, what is the technical term for a large-scale whirlpool? It's a bit of a stretch to make this fit into this question, but it's all I could come up with. <laughs> or fit into this round, but it's all I could come up with. What's the the technical term for a large-scale whirlpool in the ocean?
0: A whirl-ocean. Is that your actual ocean, guess? That's not.
2: That's not could right. You say <laughs> a ocean.
0: <wo-tion. laughs> <laughs> Feel uh, the notion of
2: the ocean. Um, I know you've heard this term.
0: Um, like a typhoon is just a storm. Um, right. That would be like a type of hurricane. Is it? I don't know what the actual term would be, but I know there is like a sea tornado thing. <laughs> <laughs> Someone going to Sea tornado. Sea tornado.
2: Or a <laughs> hurricane.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is not, no. Rachel, do you have any guesses?
1: I, I've heard them talked about. I, I cannot recall.
2: There's three distinct ones in the world that seem to appear pretty frequently in the areas. Um, I think one of them is also off of Ireland. Uh, but this is actually a maelstrom.
0: Oh.
2: Yeah, I didn't know that was like the technical term. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, the the technical term for it. But yeah, large scale whirlpools are just maelstroms. I don't think
0: I I didn't know that that's what that was. I've heard the term, but I didn't know that's what it was
2: entirely. But I knew that like, you know, ships getting pulled into a whirlpool. I've heard it like in reference with that. So.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. yeah.
2: Cool. That ends uh, Geometrical (laughs) Geography I like it. Stu can take a deep breath Yeah I just if if I'm not able to answer them During trivia so I'll ask The questions
0: instead (laughs) (laughs) There's a less Chance of being wrong (laughs) Yeah it still could be Wrong (laughs) What are the
2: scores at Ryan?
0: Uh, the scores are Stuart, three points, and Rachel and myself are tied at eight. Nice. And uh, we both have a round to go, but Rachel, it is your round.
1: Okay. Um, uh, my, I'm trying to think. I, I, my, uh, my title of my round doesn't actually fit my round, so on the spot <laughs> I'm trying to think of a new title. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was All- going to be, oops, I did it again.
2: Oh my but gosh, if it's all is, Britney Spears oops, stuff. I
1: didn't actually do it at all. Here's something else. Um, <laughs> my uh, round is all about accidental inventions. People yes! are Going for something completely different, but managed to make something great instead.
2: I have wanted to do a round on this. Oh my gosh, this is great. Hit me with okay, it. <laughs> this
1: is going to be fun. Okay. When trying to make a meter to monitor power in naval battleships, naval engineer Richard Jones accidentally made this timeless toy, which spends its free time starring in movies like Toy Story. Rumor has it that it is, there is always one somewhere that is making its way down the stairs. Right. Stew. I heard you both at the same time, so I'm going allow you. Guys, both to go. Uh Stu went first last time, so Ryan, you can go ahead.
0: Slinky. Stu? Slinky.
1: <laughs> two points to both of you. Ooh. Yes, this is a slinky. He was trying Ooh. to make a, uh, a meter to monitor power in naval battleships, and he made a slinky instead. <laughs> Don't know where that disconnect happened, but uh it worked out well for him.
0: <laughs> that was way more fun. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Question number two. When the owner of the toll house inn was trying to make chocolate cookies, she found out that she was out of baking chocolate. So instead, she came she brought out some eating chocolate, broke it up into small little pieces with the expectation that it would melt into the batter and make chocolate cookies. Instead, what did she accidentally make? Brian. Stew. <laughs> okay, both of you again. Stew this time you can go first.
0: Chocolate chip cookies ryan yeah chocolate chip cookies
1: that is correct she did accidentally make chocolate chip cookies she expected that they would melt and just make standard chocolate cookies but nope we got chocolate chip cookies
0: god bless that lady yeah happy accidents also i'm (laughs) realizing in life now i've never invented anything worth that is fun Oh, come on. You have to have made something.
2: I mean, just earlier, you made a, 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 what, a what, C-NATO? Like, what was the... Like,
0: <laughs> you, you made plenty of things, Ryan. <laughs> I didn't make that. I just <laughs> named it. The or, guy you know, made a slinky, for God's sakes. But or, you the know, record. the show we on. <laughs> well, that's no fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for each good invention there's like 10 million ones that just didn't
0: make it like anything i've ever made that is like a physical thing i feel like i would show to rachel and be like isn't this neat and she'd be like ryan oh and there and now i'll never be in a trivia question
1: what do you mean by when i say ryan (laughs) i need to know whether that's me shooting you down
0: just the the ryan I don't know what this means. You tried your best. (laughs) You put a bunch of you threw a bunch of junk together and called it a C nato. That was stupid (laughs) of you,
1: (laughs) Brian. You said you were ordering groceries. (laughs) (laughs) Um, question number three. According to legend, a cook in this East Asian country made this celebratory object. I, actually, I wrote I actually wrote the answer in the question.
2: I'm working yeah, no, you You're good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm working around it. Okay. According to legend, a cook in this East A in Oh, I'm rape I can't. I'm, I'm trying so to sorry. work around the fact NATO.
2: That I put- <laughs> Shut
0: up. Made the C NATO.
1: I'm working around the fact that I put the na- the answer in the question. <laughs>
2: Sorry, I didn't mean to ruin you, question. You're Just...
1: fine. <laughs> See, <they> NATO. <know. laughs> okay. According to legend, a cook in one of the East Asian countries accidentally made an object we, that we often use at celebratory events in a fiery explosion. Stew. Go ahead, Stew. A
2: potato chip.
1: It is not a potato chip, but I would like to know. Oh, you get potato chips and fiery explosions Ryan. I don't
0: know Maybe the potato <laughs> overheated Like I don't know
1: <laughs> Ryan go ahead
0: Are you going for firework?
1: I am going for firework
0: Did you say a chef?
1: Yes I did say a chef <laughs>
2: Okay alright just, According just to Chinese
1: legend A cook Accidentally created fireworks Through an accident in the kitchen
2: huh. <laughs> So, some people think fireworks when they hear party, some people think potato chips. There's two kinds of people in the world here.
0: I mean again, when I've had fires in the kitchen, I've never thought, oh, I just invented something novel and unique.
1: Um, I'm just gonna put a limb out there and say that if this legend is true, uh the the chef or cook at the end of it was not aware they made an invention.
0: Also I wouldn't they put your limb out on it. Beyond Things it. Are on fire. <laughs>
1: Everyone else just credited it to them after their death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that butchering of the language there. Uh, I accidentally put fireworks in the question and I had to reword it on the fly.
2: At least you caught it, caught it and you didn't answer your own question in the middle of
1: it. <laughs> I came very close. <laughs> okay, question number four. After a com- customer complained about mushy french fries... George Crumb sliced the potatoes thinner and thinner, eventually accidentally <laughs> 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 What snack? No! Okay, Brian.
0: Uh, you can
2: have it. I mean, we can both have it. We can All take right. turns. Go. It's fine. Okay,
1: one, two, three. But potato
2: potato chips. chips.
1: Two points to both of you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, also, I, I had to
1: stop my, myself from just like jaw dropping to the ground at Stu's last answer
2: <laughs> dude
0: this course. happens more frequently than you'd expect yeah. like seriously and you're at all the times when it happens <laughs> wow <laughs> Co- coincidence <laughs> I was going to say technically he buzzed in first because he buzzed in correctly on the last question right I, I was so preemptive I was on the last question <laughs>
1: nice job that is my round
0: <laughs> all right going into the final round uh did i get points on every one of those yes all right i just need to double check because the scores they have are rachel with eight Stu with nine and myself with 16. yeah yeah that was a nice round <laughs> fireworks fireworks and potatoes <laughs> all right it's what going- we like in life That's true going into the final round uh this is state titles state nicknames. So uh, I will give you a descriptor of a U.S. state using one of their nicknames and a little bit of information about them. Uh, You just need to give me the state. Cool. All right. Question number one. The last frontier is considered the entry point for the Western settlement in North America and proportionally has the highest indigenous population of any U.S. state at over 15%. Rachel? Rachel.
1: Is this Montana?
0: This is not Montana. Stu? Stu. Arizona? Not Arizona. The last frontier is considered the entry point for the Western settlement in North America and proportionally has the highest indigenous population of any U.S. state at over 15%.
2: Any other guess? Wyoming? Wyoming no Rachel Rachel North Dakota
0: not North Dakota uh the entry point for the western settlement uh this would be Alaska
1: oh (laughs) oh
0: my god of the west the last frontier duh
2: (laughs) I know that's why I I was like California maybe I don't know like
0: (laughs) highest indigenous population of any U.S. state Right, no points there question number two while being the third smallest state by area the constitution state is the fourth most densely populated being home to more than 3.5 million nutmeggers rachel stew <laughs> uh, rachel delaware not delaware oh Stu. <laughs> Stu. <Stew. laughs> massachusetts not massachusetts this is going to be one of those rounds Can you read the question (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh while being the third smallest state by area the constitution state is the fourth most densely populated being home to more than 3.5 million nutmeggers
1: rachel
0: uh dude you still want to go yeah Yeah, i mean if i can because i'm just yeah rhode island not rhode island i I think that's the smallest state (laughs) rachel maryland not maryland
1: I'm running out of small states, not from the East Coast.
0: Constitution (laughs) State, 3.5 million uh, nutmeggers—that would affectionately put you in Connecticut. Ah.
1: I have a running theory that Connecticut doesn't exist.
0: (laughs) Tell
2: that to 3.5 million people.
1: They're nutmeggers.
2: Nutmeggers.
0: (laughs) They don't count. Term I
1: learned tonight. (laughs) (laughs)
0: all right no points there actually we were at trivia back in our college town and when we arrived or when i arrived other people at the table found that hilarious and just discovered it and then that night at trivia that came up whoa (laughs) the nutmeggers thing (laughs) anyways question number three this Empire State of the South got its name from a Great Britain King and has played a pivotal role through the 20th century in civil rights in the Civil Rights Movement and has a juicy fruit that is always on my mind. Rachel. Stu. Rachel. Georgia. This would be Georgia. Georgia on my mind. All is that right.
1: like a song?
0: Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a famous <laughs> okay. song and their state song, Georgia on my mind. Oh, okay. juicy peach fun
1: fact colorado has two state songs
0: no do you know them
1: i don't know one of them the other one is rocky mountain high by john denver
0: Mm. oh all right two points to rachel there last question of the game this first state played a pivotal role in the u.s and is home to state insignias like the weak fish the seven spotted ladybug milk and is domicile <laughs> to over sixty percent of all Fortune five hundred companies.
1: Rachel, wait, Rachel, Delaware.
0: This is Delaware. <laughs> that is correct. Uh, yeah. State fish, weak fish. State <laughs> insect, seven spotted ladybug. State beverage, milk. <laughs>
1: okay, the milk thing is went through. <laughs> no. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Know about.
0: Oh, none of that was very important it was just really fun to include in the question just <laughs> the real clue other than first state was that it is domicile to over 60 percent of all fortune 500 companies and a great many of uh, corporations in america all domiciled in delaware taxes probably in a very a like
1: combination of things in yeah. a very
0: business-friendly state law right system thing stuff
1: for the record it doesn't keep you in delaware if you're doing business elsewhere you can get out of delaware pretty fast <laughs> you're after company
0: but, but yeah it's
2: a really small place you can get out of there really fast <laughs>
0: <laughs> not if you're a weak fish yeah. <laughs> all right uh that is the end of the game and the scores as i have it are Stu with nine rachel with 12 and myself with 16 points Nice. Well done. Thank you. Big win.
1: Nice job.
0: It was fun. I have not won in a long time. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, it's been a little bit. Nice to know what it feels like. (laughs) You're a winner in my book, Ryan. (laughs) Thank you. That is the end of the game. I'm trying. I'm sorry. I only
1: said that because of Stu's (laughs) comment. I came
0: up with C Nato earlier in this game. So, you know. (laughs) To know where we level set. That,
1: that alone will get you in amazing record books. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, that is the end of the game. We get to a couple picks where each episode, a couple of us give a game, a movie, an experience, something cool like that. We recommend that you can check out. And Rachel, today you have a pick.
1: Yes, um, I have a pick uh, for a comedian. Her name is Sarah Milliken. Um, She has a whole bunch of specials on YouTube. Uh, It is my understanding that some of them are very country specific, but you can look her up. She's done all sorts of things. Um, She is extremely relatable. That is what her comedy is all about. For example, she has referred to herself as something you can look at and say it's achievable.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: right. uh, i i think that's very funny she's really um she's a british art, um comic and uh that's all i mean, say like it's very down to earth it's about your everyday things that are just kind of ridiculous the ridiculous expectations the ridiculous things that people say and just your overall experiences. I don't know. I don't know how better to explain it. She's very, very funny. Um, you can find her on YouTube.
0: Nice. Does she have like a big special or anything that you know of?
1: Um, she has several. She's been around for quite a while. Okay. Um, she has several on YouTube. The one I listened to recently was "Thoroughly Modern Milliken." Of course, a play on the show "Thoroughly Modern Millie," and uh, I really like her a lot.
0: <laughs> awesome. Modern. And oh, yeah, um, well. actually,
1: something she does really well, and I know other comics do it, but she does it really well. Is she plays a lot on our audience participation?
2: Oh, awesome. So okay. you can tell,
1: like how most comics have like a script they've they've written and stuff, which totally makes sense. But she does a lot of, we're gonna spend half the show talking to the audience and using what they say.
2: Dude, that's sure. some of the most impressive stuff, though. If you can riff off a cuff like that, like that's you know that you've hit somebody who's like I don't know, like got some real talent that, that's hard to do.
1: And uh, it's really funny. I highly recommend it. I've, um, I was watching a stand-up special. They had a series of female comics at the Apollo Theater, which all of them were very funny, and I learned a whole bunch of new comics that I liked, but hers was very, very funny. It was about getting massages and the weirdness that goes with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but highly recommend. Uh, her name is Sarah Milliken.
0: Nice. Yeah, we'll put a link in. And uh, I guess if you're uh, in Europe she is doing a bunch of touring next year uh may through may and june of 2022 all throughout europe so cool stuff i can go i have a pick. uh mine's a podcast that i've followed for a long time and have kind of jumped back into it is a uh, comedy science podcast called we have concerns it is a two people who i've i've actually followed for a really long time who are like in the games industry and and have Done all sorts of other stuff. Uh, one of them was like worked for Star Wars for a long time. Oh, um, really cool people. And it, these two people, uh, actually, a long, long time ago, I recommended a DD podcast called the Dungeon Run. And the DM is one of these hosts. So cool, cool people. Uh, it's called We Have Concerns. It is basically a, a comedy riff on uh science articles and stuff like that in science research and sometimes it's it's legit sometimes it's funny it's a good balance of like poking fun at things and uh but also like th- they you know get into the actual like breaking down of of science and stuff like that to a good extent um one of the recent ones was like why you know why do we wake up at 3 a.m <laughs> and like from a psychology level and um there's some about the like coping mechanisms of tetris on uh on people who have like survived car crashes or the trauma coming from car crashes and how things like Tetris and dive into some of the reasons why that might be, while also just like kind of having fun in the meantime. Um, they're also both pretty good improv people. So they'll sort of in the middle of, you know, they will be like, uh, you know, and the scientists here and then they'll like go almost into a skit, just interwoven into what they're doing and they're like, oh, yes, yes, yes. So what do we have here? And they'll like play on a little, you know, pretend improv bit and just kind of go in and out of it. And uh it's really fun. I recommend you check that out. Um They really cool. yeah, they had taken a little bit of hiatus for a while, but I think in with the pandemic started it up again and it used to be. Like three times a week, it'd be like a 10 minute episode and it'd be a single story. And I think now they do about a 30 minute show once a week with two stories. Um, It's really fun. It's I think it's really enjoyable. it's a good balance of just being silly, but also like getting really deep into matters and and stuff like that. Um, So yeah, that is uh, we have concerns and uh, I'll put a link to the podcast. I think it's worth checking out. That's awesome. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Yeah, it's a fun one. And uh, if you have a pick or round topic idea or anything else you want to send us the show, you can uh, send anything via email at things that got wrong at gmail.com. You can also check out the website, things that got wrong.com to check out all the past episodes, show notes, and more. Uh, Our next episode will be mid-December, and that'll be our year-end recap before going into the holiday episode. Mm -hmm. So uh, stick tuned for that. We are closing in on another year. Oh, my gosh.
2: Ho, ho, ho. (laughs)
0: Oh <laughs> jeez! Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> I can already see the time vortex opening back up again. <laughs> it's happening! Oh my gosh! <laughs> you can hear sleigh bells ringing already. But yeah, thanks again to the team, Stu and Rachel here. Wonderful you, as always. It's yeah, it's even great. way too late at night. Wonderful as always. And uh, until next time, we'll see you later. Bye, buddy. Oh,